Welcome! Trying to get more and more, like, into that announcer voice. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We are, we're rebranding. This is actually the first episode we're rebranding. We're becoming the Metalcore Social Club. Yeah, isn't it crazy, guys, how that happens sometimes? We just listen to too much Octane. Too much Octane Radio. I think for little, the, I think like, the fact truck. that we've like <laughs> joked around and talked about SiriusXM's Octane so much this far, I feel like they should sponsor us to be a part of the bit. I think that they shouldn't sponsor us, and I think they should take our notes and fix their shit. <laughs> I'm not even a minute in. I swear to God, we swear way too soon on this. Anyway, uh, uh, this episode is with uh, the Metalcore band. We talk to them a lot. They're... I mean, they're not. I don't know. Uh, Scarlett O'Hara. We we talked with them. They they were a band from back in in the 2010s, doing the thing, and uh, now they are more in the the hard rock vibe. I'd say we get into it. We talk a little bit about it. We talk about the the old days. We talk about the new days. They're currently on tour with a Skylit Drive, uh, and, and we interviewed them back to back on on this. So. We, re- yeah. we referenced that a little bit in this episode. Yeah, so you'll hear that coming soon if you miss them on stream. We did do it back-to-back. Now, these episodes won't be released back-to-back, but that's okay because the other one we have re- coming up for a release for you was also very fun, but it was done off-stream. Yeah, so but don't worry about it. listen to this one first. This is Metalcore number one, wave, wave one of Metalcore. And before we get into that, uh, let's, let's, you, let's make sure you are entering your first wave of uh, five stars rating us for the podcast on your podcast app of choice, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, the other ones. Whatever other ones you listen to. There's so many of them nowadays. Just There's so many. Put us in. You'll find us. There's something called a like podcast addict. If you're listening yeah. to us on podcast addict. Let us know. Like, how did we stars. get on there? Yeah, how did we get there? And um, why why are you using that app specifically? Because I want to know. Yeah, and are you seeking professional know. help for your addiction? Because you should. I can't. I can't think of any other reason why you're using it. You should probably get that checked out. Uh, while you're checking it out, uh, you can also go over to our other social media websites, such as at uh, emo social club on our Instagram and at x emo social club x on our Twitter and our TikTok. Uh, you can even leave us like little notes and comments, little there. notes. But also be aware of who will be responding to you. Most likely, it's me. If you do, I'm about to talk mad business at you. Uh, we we put out a video over on our YouTube. Uh, you can go to Emo Social Club over on YouTube to see that. And I just really hope that it's not getting us uh, flamed on on Twitter. And at the same time, I do hope it's getting us flamed on Twitter. I'm a conflicted soul. He Brian wants to get canceled, and at this point, he cannot Please. be stopped. Please. Um, and at first it was a bit, but I think uh, no. the Twitter culture is not too much to his to his. Brain. No, I just don't look. Please check out our Twitter. Please check out our YouTube. Please engage with us and the content we are creating. And also, if you say some dumb shit, I'm gonna reply to your dumb shit. 
that's on you. It's not on me. I was fine at home playing on my pooter, but you had to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> pooter. <laughs> you had to come out of the damn woodwork and say Ryan, some things to me on the internet. Have you? I saw this TikTok earlier, and it may apply to you. It probably doesn't, but I'm just going to throw it out there. There was this person who was like, they stitched a TikTok, and it said, I tried all these things to overcome my addiction, but you know what helped me overcome it? Playing The Sims 4 for a marathon of 54 hours. Maybe you just need to do that, and you'll feel a little that. bit better. I will play sure? Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda, and uh, that is it. Uh, and, and speaking of that, let's go ahead and get into our episode. Uh, this is our chat with Scarlett O'Hara. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our first guest of the night. We have Arnie from Scarlett O'Hara joining us on the podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, Scarlett O'Hara is, is back return to the return to the fold. Uh, you you were saying before you started recording that this is your first tour since, uh, since the pandemic, I guess. But, uh, yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about the band now. What is this current, uh, iteration of Scarlett O'Hara in 2023? Uh, yeah, just give us a little, give us a little rundown of what's going on. Uh, yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, um, you know, this is our first run, um, touring since you know the pandemic um so you know it's a lot of fun and you know especially with the scala drive uh sun sleep they're awesome guys all of them you know we got along great so you know the tour went out really well uh but you know a little bit after the pandemic since there was no you know touring uh going on uh we're kind of just you know riding and we hit the studio in nashville with andrew bayless uh so we're sitting on a lot of you know new material uh you know we've as far as what the material is going to sound like, uh, we've kind of branched off and kind of just experimenting more, you know, we're a little bit older, uh, you know, we want to have fun, you know, doing this. So we're kind of just, uh, experimenting, seeing what works for us. Uh, you know, we want to reach a broader audience. Um, so, you know, that's something that, uh, we're planning on doing as far as, you know, our, what our songs are going to sound like. And, uh, so yeah, um, yeah, that, that Escala Drive too is just a lot of fun. <laughs> <clears throat> You're okay. So the 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 material that we received, and and probably with the new music that you're you're making right now, and Lizzie, you're gonna get so mad at me for saying this, but it's saying it all as active rock, and like I understand the radio, <laughs> Octane Radio is saying active rock. I get it. It's like oh, it's like rock, but like you know, I gotta like move around. It's like ah, I'm feeling active, right? And like to me, it's like no, that's just fucking metalcore, man. <laughs> like, what you're describing is is late uh, late two thousands uh, metalcore. It's like that's that's I what I thought you were about to say. To late stage metalcore. Late stage metalcore. We're in we're in second wave metalcore right now. <laughs> what like okay? It, it, is it gonna be like the metalcore sound like early two thousands like nostalgia metalcore, or are you thinking more like yeah that like octane rock radio? Uh, I just don't like active new, rock. It's like <laughs> more like new hard rock. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, modern rock, you know, even you can call it. Uh, but so, yeah, uh, before the pandemic, uh, also, you know, we had released uh, Welcome Back to the Brodio, which was like a super solid, you know, metalcore album. So we kind of did that as like, you know, our way of saying like, we're back, you know, 
uh you know it was also a throwback to like our fans you know who you know really love the album lost in existence so it was a lot of fun writing that um so once we did that we were kind of like all right what's next you know like what can we do like and you kind of decided to you know experiment on our sound which is you know going to be a little bit more radio friendly because we do want to reach a broader audience but we definitely want to keep some of those heavy elements as well um so i think that's something to look out for with our new music I feel like that's like a normal thing that some people who are really into metalcore have been saying. I know I've had a lot of friends who really like older Bring Me the Horizon and the newer stuff they've been putting out in the last like few months are like, this is too like mainstream. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? This would never get played on <laughs> non-satellite radio hardly. This is really weird. Um, but like, do you feel like you have really anybody giving you that type of pushback or do you expect anything like that? Because I feel like it's only natural now, like the conversation's been out there, like as a band grows, you ideally want them to also kind of adapt and evolve and grow with their sound too. Yeah. I mean, you're, I feel like no matter what you put out, you're always going to face some kind of criticism like, oh, you know, maybe people might say, oh, well, welcome back to the Brodeo. Did it have like that loss? You know, even though it was, you know, metalcore, like it's still like, you know, or you know what I mean? It's just, you're always going to face criticism no matter what you do. So we knew that going in and, you know, creating a new sound, uh, you know, experimenting, having fun, we knew that, you know, there are going to be people that obviously like it, but, you know, there is going to be some pushback. And I think that's something that artists need to like get used to because it's always going to happen. You can't avoid it. You know what I mean? So I, that's kind of my advice to like any other bands that are thinking about like, you know, trying to change the new, you know, sound or try something different is like, that's always kind of, you know, going to be the case, but you know, you're, as long as the music is good, you know, you are going to, you know, uh, have people listening to it. So. Yeah. I think hopefully a lot of people's minds have changed or uh, maybe if there's a lot of newer music fans getting into heavy music, like, they don't care as much about it anymore. <laughs> like I think back in the day, it's like um, one example I can kind of think of is like sleeping with sirens. And I know uh, the produ your producer worked with sleeping with sirens. So I'm going to call out Kellen Quinn directly right here for, wow. for no reason. Sleeping with sirens about to catch some strays. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I like, I love sleeping with sirens. So this is like from a, from a place of love, but like, there was like a, a very definitive change across like some of their records where it was like very much that like uh rise core as i called it before <laughs> um and it's like then it's like now nah, we want to be a little bit more like like less screaming less breakdowns more like well-written songs and all that and a lot of people are like i don't know this doesn't really like work for me but now it feels like everyone's like yeah whatever do whatever you want like it all sounds pretty pretty chill like yeah i just like music and it, it seems like more especially like younger fans who maybe just are getting their like algorithm on TikTok and they're just swiping and hearing every single sound possible. They're like, yeah, it all sounds good to me. I don't really, I don't really mind if it's not exactly the same as the last record they put out. Yeah. And also, you know, like the fans have, you know, we're aging, our fans are aging, you know what I mean? So like people that are, have, have yeah. been lifelong fans that are our age now, you know, they can, you know, open up to different, you know, music and kind of like expand what they're listening to as well. So um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I don't know why I had to single out Sleeping with I could have singled out any band in that. Like, yeah, you maybe it was because we have it on the notes, and you were like, that no, I I thought it a lot at the time because um and and uh, a previous guest on the pod, Hinder, yes, that Hinder, uh, <laughs> they were like, yeah, like a lot of uh, a lot of radio stations and a lot of people who are looking for like music to play on radio, especially in that active rock sound uh i don't like it but it's they're looking for heavier sound which is really interesting to me as somebody who grew up listening to heavy music and it's like yeah you're never going to hear that on on the popular rock radio you're just you're gonna be green day red hot chili peppers and then that's it that's as heavy as you'll get so to have like these radio stations looking for heavier music and for a lot of that music to kind of like, I guess, meet in the middle. It's like we want to write something heavy and we also don't want to like alienate people with too much of the screaming death chord. I'm going to call it Bring Me the Horizon there. We don't want to do the death chord shit, but we want to do like well-written heavy music for a radio audience. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense now. Like clearly that's the the passion and the interest out there is for that sound. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to like live playing as well, like, you know, this past run that we did with the Scarlet Drive, we played songs like Lost in Existence, uh, Welcome to the Brodeo. And, you know, we, and actually the next tour, we're actually going to add some some more older songs from Lost in Existence so the crowd can get a, you know, feel the old, you know, Scarlet Drive and what, you know, we're kind of doing now. So it's a good mix as far as like, you know, what we're playing live. And we have this song called Angry Again, and it used to be called Fucking Pissed, uh, but we changed it to Angry Again. <laughs> Uh, but that song has, I, mean, I like I like both names. <laughs> uh, that song has like a Texas kind of like two step vibe to it, like Texas metal vibe to it. So like when we play that song, man, people really you know react to it, especially you know live. People want to mosh and you know have fun. So it's you know <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun to play live. So you know just because we're writing new music or different styles, you know we're still going to be playing the old stuff that we know people like and enjoy. Uh, you know, there, I, I don't see nothing wrong with, you know, mixing the old with the new. I think it's, it's, you know, it's really good, um, for the audience. I mean, we see that with like, like a lot of art, uh, artists right now. I mean, you have Taylor Swift doing the Eras tour and she's playing everything from like different times in her life. And I think it only makes sense because you also have a bunch of people going to see these bands that they last listened to maybe like 10 plus years ago. I can't relate, but some people are like that and <laughs> they're going to go there and be like, what's this new stuff? And then get kind of upset when they don't hear the other stuff that they listened to 10 years ago and then kind of be like, oh, I know when we interviewed Amarosa and they came through on their like a tour, there are some friends that I also had who went to see Amarosa and they're like, they just played a bunch of their new stuff. It's like 80s synth and I don't like that. I'm like, well, did you not listen to their new stuff before, before you decided to go? Because I feel like that would have... Would it give you an inkling of what to expect? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's also a smart move because this is what people are looking for nowadays. And I think after, you know, being in the like pandemic officially over by the CDC, however we <laughs> want to classify it now, that's how we classify it it's over. at work. But it's, you have it that way and everyone's kind of like worked their way through what happened after the, like when we started to tour again, everyone started to go out and they're like, oh, this probably works better because it kind of covers all of the grounds mm -hmm. yeah no I, I see what you mean there um well yeah i mean it moving forward like i'm i'm never opposed to writing something heavy you know like i would i would actually like <laughs> to go into the studio you know next time i go and like you know just kind of you know write out a, a banger you know uh because it's just fun i mean you know people <laughs> do love having music uh 
but you know i've you know me personally you know i was at you know i guess you could say like seeing kid and like all i listened to was metal like all the time that's all i wanted i didn't want to listen to anything else mm-hmm. and you know now that i'm older you know i you know like let's uh say for instance that band that i just went on tour with uh metal scholar drive uh, sunsleep uh they're very chill you know almost like an r&b vibe pop and i was loving it the whole time i was just like man like these guys are mm-hmm. so good and you know i listen to that you know you know i listen to music with a lot of r&b you know influence so you know i've kind of definitely grown as i've gotten older but i'm always going to have that love for that you know heavy you know metalcore sound uh so that's why you know uh i would say you know don't be surprised if we have another you know song that's pretty fucking heavy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does just seem like like I remember like Warp Tour days and there was like a very clear delineation of like who was there for what band. Like you could look at Sony and be like, all right, they're here for 303. <laughs> yeah. All right, they're here for fucking Taking Back Sunday or are they here for like the metal sets that are happening on like, like yeah. uh yeah, like a Skylar Drive and Scarlet Hair. It's like, okay, yeah, you're you're definitely here for like the more metalcore scene and like now it just feels like I don't know who you're here for. You could be here for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it looks, the music scene, at least when you go to a show, like, it doesn't look like it did, you know, 10 years ago. And that's, you know, it's good. I mean, you get a lot more different types of people coming in and checking out these shows. And, you know, I, I think that's really cool. I think in a, in a way, it's kind of showing that, like, it's kind of, like, broadening out, like, you know, the, the music. So I think it's really cool. And I can, like, definitely see that, too, because you worked with a producer who did Sleeping, Sleeping with Sirens, but also Jelly Roll which is also a very controversial music figure just because he kind of like is in that active hard rock category and country. Yeah. Is that controversial to say some that he's people in are country? Really, no, some people are really upset about it, actually. Like, it's kind of funny. Okay, we're from Chicago. Well, so yeah. I feel like our judgment of like, if someone's country is like a little weird. So like maybe as, as a Texan, you could say, is it controversial to be rock and country? <laughs> No, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, there uh, I did hear one of Jelly Roll songs that uh, what is it called? Uh, it was you know done by Andrew Bayless, and I was listening to it, and I was like, man, this is really good. You know, even though it's not, you know, maybe not my cup of tea, but like, you know, I can definitely respect like you know the direction that he's going in with his music, and I think it's really cool if it's working for him. Then you know, why not? So. I mean, he gets like all the he gets radio play and he's been doing super well. And I will say, at least like at my work, because I work in radio stations, like whenever the country stations, they come up, they're like, yeah, like this dude is like charting really well. (laughs) And like they're really surprised because it's so like abnormally different from what is traditionally played on country radio. It's usually pop pop country nowadays. And they're like, this is doing numbers, though. And I'm like, yeah, because it's kind of butt rocky. And, like, the kids love butt rock. <laughs> kids love butt rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's the new Kids Bop album. Are you unaware? Oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's listening to Nickelback again. <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I never made it as a wise man. Hell, yeah, brother. <laughs> it's, 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 like... It's very interesting for me to like experience the, like all the shit that I listened to as a kid because I was a big Nickelback and Creed fan when I was like first getting into rock music. I'll say it. I don't <laughs> care who knows it. So like 
for me, staff. look, you know, he was six feet from the edge and he was thinking, <laughs> um, I, that, well, I don't know why that's the only lyrics that came to my head when I thought of any Creed song it could have been like, can you take me higher? But it's like, to me, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the scene that we're in. Like that's kind of not, I guess my camera decided to turn off, but I'm still here. It didn't want to see you anymore. It, it actually hated you quoting Creed. It's like, oh, Creed this dude listens to Creed. Stuff. I'm out, bro. They said absolutely not. This motherfucker likes you're Creed. On, you're on thin ice with your own technology. How does it feel? Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Creed didn't do nothing wrong to nobody. The band. I don't, I don't, uh, anyway. I don't know about individually. We don't know. Maybe it's just our scene, though, that we like didn't have... like we started to make fun of these artists and like, we didn't have a lot of people around us who were like, yeah, I'm going down to the Nickelback show. Brother. It's like, yeah. that's, that never really came up for yeah, us. That's true. Now everybody's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. It's cool. It's stupid. It's just goofy. Like, let's just have fun. You know? So also in your presser, something that I see that's kind of different, but I mean, in like a very good way is that, because you guys are from South Texas, um, you guys are also a predominantly Mexican-American band in a scene that is very predominantly very white, male-centric and driven. And sometimes you do get some like really questionable characters in there as well, unfortunately. Okay, settle down, Lizzie. So, <laughs> but overall, you, you guys are kind of like in this foray, and I feel like there's a way to kind of champion this a little bit more as somebody who's also like Latina and like seeing other bands that are like this as well. I think it's really great to see you guys like come back and also kind of be a little bit more like vocal about it in a way. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we started, you know, 13, 15 years ago, uh, you know, it, you know, it pretty much was like that, you know, I didn't see a lot of, you know, Mexican Americans that were in these bands that, you know, that were touring and, you know, putting out all these records uh, and not that, uh, you know, I'd put too much thought into it, but, you know, I, I think it would, would have been cool to see, you know, Mexican-Americans to, you know, kind of inspire like, hey, you know, we're from, you know, Southern California or Southern Texas. And, you know, this is possible, you know, this is something that, you know, you can really do. So, um, so to, you know, to be doing it and, you know, hopefully I can inspire other, you know, Mexican-Americans, you know, Latinos to, you know, get into this music. And, you know, it's it, it's kind of funny because you know like you know my parents or, or grandparents i would say more my grandparents uh you know they kind of wanted me to you know do the 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 mariachi band or like a band that plays corridos which is uh you know more like a northern mexico like uh kind of music style and obviously it's in spanish but you know i just was like no i'm i love metal <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not gonna do it <laughs> you're like oh, i'm sorry so uh <laughs> You know, uh, there's things that I can imagine that, you know, some Mexican-Americans go through as far as, you know, what their family's telling them and, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I'm just uh, happy to, you know, be back and keep doing it and hopefully I can inspire others to, to do the same. Highwire comes to Cobra Lounge on Saturday, June 10th. They'll play with Anthem emo band Good Hangs along with other local acts like Definitely Maybe, Ghoul for a Goblin and Lifting Curses. So don't goof and snag your tickets to the gig on Dice.fm. This is the part where I pause and I go, okay, I'm not going to be the white guy with a podcast who immediately starts <laughs> <No>. talking. <laughs> 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 You're fine. <laughs> let me let that sit for a second. 
Just another white dude on a podcast. <laughs> Coming on in here. I mean, look, if I just said I'm a dude with a podcast, you're like, well, that guy's white. Like, <laughs> it'd be the same. I mean, honestly, it's the same idea with like a lot of 2010s metalcore bands. It's like, yeah, there's just white dudes with long hair and, and lip rings. It's like, that was kind of the thing. It's like, yeah, that was me too. <laughs> like, that's what I was doing at the time. So fuck me too. Like, don't worry. Now what's the lip ring scars? Uh, yeah. I, I am constantly targeted in that meme of like, corporate emos we see you with your fucking like lip ring holes <laughs> your snake bite like <laughs> remains it's like all right settle down <laughs> uh no but it is a good point like i mean i i am literally somebody who was in a 2010s uh, uh metalcore band and i'm a white dude and it's like yeah there were too many of us at the time uh we played that my my guitarist who i still play some music with uh is bolivian and so we were always like, yeah, we need to like incorporate, basically do pierce the veil. Like we were like, oh, you know, they got that, like they, they have some of their like influences from that music in their music. And it's like, yeah, let's do that. And it's like, cool. That seems very 2010 of me. <laughs> and, and one thing I was going to mention, you know, like people kind of reacting to you or bands experimenting with their sound and, you know, giving that pushback to those bands. At one point, I saw, you know, around 2013, you know, 2014, the music scene got so saturated with, like, that, I guess, that typical metalcore sound that, you know, for a while, like, you know, I was kind of just listening to other music because I was just, I felt like I was kind of listening to the same thing over and over. So I'm kind of glad to see, like, all these bands that are kind of, like, branching out, making their own sound. Because at one point, I just felt like it was just too much. <laughs> and, like, everyone just sounded the same. Just yes. break down chorus, you know, verse, break down, you know, kind of the that. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll put a word on top of Rise Core, and I'll say Sturgis Core. And, like, how oh, everybody... No. Joey Sturgis is... I'm not shading anybody. Look, it was a time, okay? We all had haircuts, too. But I'm not talking shit about all the haircuts we all had at the time. We fine we all did the same shit we all learned from ap magazine we did what we had to do <laughs> but like yeah I, I agree with you it's like yeah we all everything just ended up sounding kind of the same everybody like said well i mean i i think like from a from a, a label end it's like yeah we're just gonna have a bunch of bands that sound like this because then we can put on a gig and every band kind of sounds exactly the same and we know <laughs> it'll sell tickets because they all like every single band because they all are the same band uh, and as like a music listener at the time, I was like, I want to find the bands that are doing that different thing because I'll go to a gig and I'll see a band. And I'll go, this is, this isn't interesting to me. Cause it's just, they, the, the band before them just did this and the band after them will do the exact same thing. And, and yeah. where is like the interest there? And, and I think that there's just a, not a lot of diversity of sound, not a lot of diversity of people. And it's like, that's where a lot of that influence comes from in music that that i think was like very much missing in 2010 to 2013 yeah yeah then after that i think i remember seeing like that gent wave kind of come through 2014 mm -hmm. 2015 so that kind of like was you know there's like a you know a revival almost with like the you know with heavy music because that was right after everything was sounding you know yep. too much the same so but yeah uh like i said you know uh you know, we, we have fun playing our old songs too live and, you know, we love seeing the crowd getting, get into it, but, you know, we also, you know, want to show our new music as well. And, you know, very happy with uh, a lot of the, mu the new music that's coming, uh, that's 
it's not out yet, but it, it will be coming up. <laughs> uh, that we recorded with Andrew Bayless, you know, over there in Nashville. So very excited about that. Now, will that music become an LP, an EP, or are you going to go the singles route? So right now we plan on releasing eight songs. So I don't know. It's not quite an album. It's not an EP. So I don't know if you'd call like an, an LP. An <laughs> LP, you there you go. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like right in the middle. Um, but yeah, so um, these are the songs that we're going to want to push. And, you know, I have when we record and i'm like i can't stop listening to it then i know that's a good sign mm-hmm. and that's what's been going on <laughs> so i'm very excited to you know put it out and see how people's reactions are going to be because i think a lot of people will like it um so it's going to be really interesting <laughs> <laughs> i uh i i i don't want to say a date that might be wrong but are we looking at like sooner or, or end of the year or, or when are we looking at for this stuff uh, I wouldn't say end of the year. I would say more like a few months. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited about that. And and we're already playing those songs. You know, we played them on the last round, and you know we're gonna play them again on you know on the East Coast, the Phase Two part of this uh, 15 year. Um, I was gonna say reunion, <laughs> 15 year <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> of the Wires on the Concept of Breathing album from Scarlet Dad. Um, so yeah, and like I said, we're actually gonna, you know, add a little bit more from Moss in existence, uh, because we know that, you know, people like that. So we, we did add some, uh, you know, in the first phase, but after we finished, you're like, maybe we should add some more. <laughs> That's yeah, a way so, to sell some tickets see. to that second wave. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, yeah. Damn. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the tour too, because I know we, we mentioned it, but haven't been like, we're, we're obviously doing a double pod with, with. Uh, with you and a Skylar Drive because of the tour, uh, and you've just done Wave One. Wave One is complete. Wave Two coming next month. June, yeah, yeah, June yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, the tour. You said it was good, so we already know the Wave One was good, and we know it's a little bit of tease of Wave Two. But uh, how did this tour like come together? Because I know that you have uh, some history with a Skylar Drive as well. So like, how did the tour come together? What was like the the impetus to do this tour together uh so our manager jesse he manages both us and Ascala drive and so it's uh you know an easy way to you know kind of get us on on their bill uh but you know we toured with Ascala drive before uh you know with the og members and jag and you know of course this one was this jag uh i have love for all the guys you know i you know it's kind of sad to see how that kind of split happened between the band um, but you know, you're not going to know unless you're in the group, you know what I mean? You know, people can talk all they want and, and say things about certain members and stuff like that, but you'll never know because you're not in the band and I can relate to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that someone that's big, that's in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just sad to happen. You know, I hope, you know, everyone's, you know, does well with their music endeavors. Um, but you know, me and Jag personally have always had a good relationship, so uh, you know, it's fun seeing him again and, uh, just, you know, meeting the other members too. They're, they're very nice guys, you know, very, everyone was so professional. I mean, that's, I think that's what I love so much about this tour is like, you know, everyone kind of knew like, you know, their job, you know, professionalism to me, it goes a long way. Um, because when we were young, you know, 18 on rice records touring, you know, we weren't thinking straight, you know, we're partying, you know, (laughs) you get caught up in all that really quickly, uh, you know. And you start losing focus on, you know, the bigger picture. 
so uh so to see everyone you know doing it again and you know just that you know that professionalism i guess and you know just going back to that uh you know it's, it's really awesome to, to see and i also really like how you guys have kind of said as like the hashtag of 2k9 scene tour for at least the west coast i saw that i was like saw <laughs> like i get it but i'm like God, are you going to continue with this for the all these other upcoming legs of tours oh who knows it, it just fits so well that we're just like we got to do it <laughs> it just fits so well uh but who knows maybe maybe yes maybe no <laughs> in the future it feels like i mean obviously like having these names from the same era going on a tour together feels like the nostalgia the n- nostalgia of the moment the 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 when we were young of it all the <laughs> all these like kind of like nostalgia like we want to bring this back and and having these like names on a tour obviously is like yeah this is that 20 2010 again you know kind of thing uh yeah so as as somebody who was lizzie you're too young you don't know what it's like but (laughs) 2010 was like you know it just yeah hype for that kind of shit so it's very like oh cool like you had to be there yeah lizzie had to be there i'm sorry you know what i was like what a sophomore junior in high school probably a sophomore it's irresponsible inappropriate you shouldn't go to metal course i I was going to metal course shows when i was sophomore i think in high school maybe i was going to the zoomies couch tour that was at the mall 10 minutes from my house (laughs) true (laughs) nice uh yeah that was around the time when i was going like i had like a very like strong wave of like when i was around that age going to like local medical metalcore shows or like local bands and it's just like the worst fucking music you've ever heard like bands who like picked up their instrument that day and they're like this song is called like i don't know like butts up butts up seven up or some shit it's like dude stop seven up yeah it'd be like it'd be like the dumbest like kid shit and they two screamers a guitarist and a drummer with like a snare and a kick and that's it it's like holy shit like oh my god be funny and like exactly what you're talking about like these tours that happen like back in the day and it's like these are these are the kids who want to be on that tour just to party and just to like hang out yeah. and like not really like like the music is kind of secondary but it's st- they still want to play it but you're just like yeah, yeah i just want to be here to like party with my my friends and and play the dumbest shit you've ever heard <laughs> yeah i mean especially when you're on a tour with attila <laughs> you are gonna yeah, that makes also sense. true. Yep. Also, uh, yeah, a challenge. So, man, it's just crazy. I mean, I look, I look back at the shit that I used to do. I'm like, wow, like what the fuck, man? Like I used to, you know, go go to the venue, put my drums in, and then you know, hang out with Attila and drink, and then oh, gotta go set up now. And then you know, a few moments later, I'm playing, and you know, mm-hmm. I got a good buzz, or I'm drunk, or you know, yep. Uh, so and I think you know, my body could take it back then because I you know was younger. Uh, but now I look at the shit that I used to do. I'm like, man, I could, I couldn't do that shit today. Like, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. <laughs> I, and again, um, we're not talking direct shit about anybody. We are not calling anybody out here, but like a lot of bands that I've seen that like, I think a lot of them tried to do that shit for longer than they physically could. And those are some of like the bands that have been around for a long time. And I'm like, Hey, you gotta like not do that. The show isn't good now. Like, 
maybe if you were like 21 and like a kid, you know, kind of like learning that for the first time, your body could handle it. Maybe the shows had a little bit more of that like danger to it in 2010. Yeah, but now it's like, sure. no, man, like, <laughs> no, your 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 body and your performance are trying to tell you like, hey, just just put on a good yeah. show, bro. Yeah, like, and I remember, like maybe sit down. <laughs> and I remember sometimes, you know, because when we went on tour solo, you know, I remember that was like a month long tour. And, you know, sometimes I'd play and I'd be like, holy shit, you know, I've had a few <laughs> drinks before I play like, oh, man. And then I see them going, they're like just nailing everything perfectly and they're having a great time. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's, you know, can party and fucking go hard. And, you know, it was, it was, and I, and, you know, when we went on tour with them, we got really close with Attila, you know, they're, you know, they're fun guys to be with. Um, so yeah, that was, just looking back and just like, damn, I did that. <laughs> I made it through that. I, yeah, uh, I survived. <laughs> Uh, one of my one of my friends who who drums in a band with me, he is he's not going to listen to this podcast, so I feel fine telling a story about him. Oh no! Uh, we we're in a cover band. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so he um, he showed up for a gig and like just came in real hot, like loud and hot, just like yeah man i'm fine let's fucking go dude i'm ready oh. <laughs> i'm ready to just and we were like hey man are you like okay to play you seem like very drunk and he's like i'm gonna hit every fucking note perfectly why would you even question this why would you challenge me on this i know what i'm doing i know i can play and so we played three sets like an hour hour each and he fucked up so many times during the first set. One of the most noticeable, oh he like thought the song was over and he hit the final thing and he's just like doing like a little like drum move and like the song is still going and he's like, oh, oh fuck. God. And then oh, to dude. counteract that, he kept going on one song after the song was over. So he's like head down, just like smashing oh. at the like snare and the high and like, yeah man song's over and like there's like a video of him during sound check like just <laughs> going off like hitting the drums and i'm like staring at him like this is gonna be the worst show we've ever <laughs> fucking played and after the first set he like comes over to us and he's like i am so sorry i feel terrible for what i've done here um i'm gonna go ahead and uh you know have a little bit of water and some coffee and and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna really just get to a place where I can play the second and third sets. I was like, sounds good, wow. man. And he, he pulled it together, but I'm like, yeah, it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, you can't do that. shit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but at the time I was like, You're yeah, like I've just shown up to the gig and you are like three or four levels above anybody. And it's like, a tiny little dive bar out in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Oh. So it's like townies. It's like on a, on a lake. So there's like a lot of like people who like own boats and go there for the summer and they just like chill in their yeah. like lake house. And it's like, you know, they're, they're there to get blasted and have a great time. But then you see the, the worst drummer just like going at. <laughs> well, here's oh the thing. God. They're, they're one, there's two different ways of blasted that they want to get. That's yeah. going to make it either better or worse for you. Is that, they're so blasted that they don't care and they can't tell that the drumming's so bad or they're going to say this drumming is so bad that the only way to fix this is if i get blasted and then that's what happens uh, yeah it was like i don't we fucked up like, like i'm i'm 
I'm remembering like as a band, it's like you fuck up a lot. And then you're like really just in that mode where you're like, I can't believe that I fucked up that much. And the audience is like, this is the best show. You guys played so good. And you're like, thank you. Yes, I did. I definitely did everything that I was supposed to do up there and made zero mistakes. And, but it's like the audience doesn't know. And the audience wants you to succeed. But at that show, I, I specifically said to him, I specifically said to people, no, we did not. Our drummer is fucked up right now. We did not do well. Please do not tell us that. You're going to give him a big head. He's going to have three more white claws, and this is oh, going to be a no. fucking disaster. Oh, he was a claw girl, too? No, he, I mean, I don't know. He was I, that I was night. just using that as that a reference. He was, he was claw girl, and he, like, sent us videos of him on the drive over singing the songs that we were playing with the cover band, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, me personally i mean i can speak for the rest of us too in my band we're very hard on ourselves like individually like you know even like one little mess up on a 40 minute set you're like you can't stop thinking about it and that's just the way mm -hmm. we are but that kind of you know that that kind of like helps you like you know be as accurate as possible and and kind of like motivate you to you know just keep going and, and be better um so yeah i can <laughs> definitely understand you know where you're coming from and then, like, even yeah. when I feel like, oh, man, like, you know, tonight wasn't the best, man. People are like, man, that was amazing. Like, that guy was crazy. Like, the way he, you know, your devil pedals, and <laughs> you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, people won't even, you know, recognize. I mean, yeah, obviously people, you know, some people do. But, uh, you know, a lot of people don't. So, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I, would, I would think going to, like, a metal show, being that, like, a lot of fans of metal are also musicians. Yeah, that's another thing too. So like, you'll know, like, <laughs> yeah. me as a drummer, if I watch an, I'm gonna know when he messes up. You know what I mean? But it, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's just you know, performing live is, is difficult. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, so but yeah, we're I'm, I'm hard on myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, we grew. I, I don't know if this is the same scene in in Texas, but like when we were starting out everyone just stands arms crossed at a show just like watching you and it's like you don't even know the songs i'm playing but somehow you look like you're like missed a note it's like you don't know you don't know what, what i'm playing you don't listen so it's like you just like, see everybody kind of doing that and you're just immediately in that zone of just like i can't fuck up they gotta like they're gonna know they're gonna see it and i'm you're like too in your head about yeah, it. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like it's very easy for you to get like lost in your head and like just having all these like it's kind of just like white noise almost. Like you know what I mean. But mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, one thing I I learned, you know, well, you know, early on too uh, was just you know when you're composed and you're relaxed, then you know you you're gonna perform better if you're thinking about oh you know you know this is happening right now or you know these people are here or you know what I mean you know but you know like you know labels are gonna come check you out you know manager is going to come you know watch you play so you know you just got to imagine that you're home and like hey man i've done this a thousand times you know what i mean and you, <laughs> you you'll perform a lot better <laughs> just getting into the mindset of it all <laughs> yeah then once you do it every day like on a tour you, you do it every day you, you know your body gets used to it and you know you you get more comfortable in your thoughts you know being more relaxed composed and you know so it works out <laughs> <laughs> so a note to all the musicians fucking up is normal practice <laughs> you fuck up it's fucking fine. up is normal <laughs> don't worry about it keep going yes it, it 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 really comes down and i remind 
anybody who does anything like this. Like the people who are out there want you to succeed. They want to have a good show and they will make for a good show too. Like oh, yeah. the audience wants you to have fun too oh, yeah, for sure. at the show. So <laughs> unless they're just people on Twitter just talking mad shit, but like generally everybody wants you to have a good time and wants to make for a good show. Yeah. On this tour, man. I mean, the, the fans are just so awesome. I mean, they're just very lively, you know, you know, moshing, you know, uh, so definitely, you know, like, um, I was telling her earlier, uh, you know, even when you're, you have a day where you're kind of like, oh man, I'm tired. Like seeing those, that, those, uh, fans, you know, come in, you know, to the, uh, whatever you call it, the, the barricade in front, you know, it just pumps you up, man, because, you know, they're excited and like gets you excited. And then once you, you know, once you look up when I'm playing and I see everybody, you know, moving or mocking, whatever, I mean, they just like, hell yeah, like it gets me going that I have a great time. <laughs> so it's really awesome. Yeah. Now, with all of that, are you still encouraging uh, crowd surfing? We all know that that's like a hotly oh debated God. thing nowadays, apparently. <laughs> um, but I would imagine that people would be crowd surfing at a Scarlet O'Hara gig. Uh, we d we did have some crowd surf. Well, it wasn't our band; it was a Scarlet Drive. But the last date in San Antonio, man, people were just coming over, and you know, security <laughs> was grabbing them, and I thought that was really cool. And, and I get, you know, it can be a little bit dangerous but you know just gotta be careful and i don't i personally don't mind the moshing the uh the crowd killing is something else that's something you see at, at hardcore shows that's i'm like yeah. okay that's <laughs> you're purposely going out of your way but i mean people have different thoughts on it uh but as far as where my genre is you know i definitely don't mind the, the moshing or the crowd surfing at all can you tell lizzie not to crowd kill please I don't crowd kill. What do you mean? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't I've crowd seen... kill. No, Brian just gets upset that he stands near me and he's like, I'm going to get in the pit. And then he doesn't. So then I push him. I never say I'm going to get into the pit. You do. No. Lizzie is like, Lizzie is getting rid of childhood trauma in the pit sometimes. It's like, hey, man, some of us are just going to be here to like kind of like, you know, be in our own spot and like sing along. Like I'm much more of like a sing along person than like a mosher unless I'm like. I think it's only pretty much at like an every time I die show that I've ever been and enter Shikari or like the two bands that I'm like, I'm going in there and now it's only enter Shikari. So. Those are the only bands that I'm in, you know, that I'm in that. No, pit for. well, I did eat you into Kenny Hoopla and nothing nowhere. You, oh no, sorry, meet me at the altar. You yeeted me in there. See, Lizzie is <laughs> I, trying to he be was like right there. I was like, well, <laughs> Lizzie's like, join me, come to me, come to the pit, get in. The water is fine, and it will punch you in the chest. It's like, hey man, <laughs> like I'm enjoying it in my own way, and I like, I don't want to get into anything on Twitter because it's like, dude stop this doesn't matter like shows have been happening with this and without this for years and yeah and and obviously we all come from warp tour and it's like yeah if you crowd surf and you get hurt like be safe be good treat other people with kindness and take care of each other yeah of course defi yeah definitely uh um, yeah so i've never do that please. i do that here's the thing i do that <laughs> just I'm sometimes you get thrown in and it's okay <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've ever Lumbers been a monster. I don't think I've ever been a monster just because I like I fear that I'm just gonna look stupid in there. <laughs> like I don't even know what to do. Mm -hmm. Like I just, yeah. just kind of like just like jump cool. back and forth. Yeah, let's go cool when other people do it. But I'm like, man, I'm probably gonna look fucking stupid trying to go in there. Well, here's the thing: if you never know what to do, and there's just like an open pit, 
It never goes without Phil, unless you're like with a bunch of really lame people, and I hope you're not, but it's happened to me a couple of times. You start skanking, and then other people will start skanking. And then <laughs> skanking you the a line. Skank at a non oh, show, but people just go with it, and it's okay. What's, what's really it funny is. is the... that... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, um, no, no. You go. <laughs> okay. What I was going to say, what was really funny on this tour is that Moses, our vocalist, uh, our last song is angry again so you know the crowd gets you know a little wild and you know it's a lot of moshi and this guy will just jump up he has a wireless mic by the way so like he you know goes jumps into the mosh and he's screaming and he's like we have videos where he's just screaming and he's getting pushed around uh we we're in tucson it was the second day and he got into the crowd and i don't think they were moshing yet but he was kind of like pumping them up and you can see in the video that uh this guy thinks that Moses pushes him. So he goes back and pushes Moses and it creates like a whole, like it wasn't like he didn't do it out of, out of, out of anger, but like, he was just like, you know, hell yeah. Like, let's go. And like, I, I saw Moses for a second and then he like disappeared and like, he just got lost in the pit. <laughs> You're like, damn, he's gone forever. Yeah. Who's He's still singing. Thank God. But he's gone forever. Yeah. Who knows where he is? He was able to get back on stage, but I thought that was really funny. Uh, but yeah, Moses definitely <laughs> likes to engage with the audience, which I love. I love that about him. Uh, I think that's really cool. And, you know, I think it's very important. Uh, so it was fun seeing him get a little beat up in the plate there. <laughs> <laughs> there's just one day like you're just like having beef like little beef and you're just like you know what maybe this is the day that we're just like hey he's in the pit just like get him go wild have <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> at it <laughs> there was a, a hardcore band i saw back in the day that said i uh, at the time i just thought it was the craziest fucking thing you could ever say <laughs> like they brought up all the members of like some of the other bands onto the stage and they were like, we just want to thank everybody on this tour. Like, come up here. And then they just looked at the audience. And they said, you cannot hurt these people. Pauses. So get up here and fucking try. And then just like started playing. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, my God. And I'm like 16 years old. Just like, oh, mom, you got to pick me up right now. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm scared. They're telling us to fight the band. Uh, when I was younger, well, South Texas, uh, it had a, a big hardcore scene. And that's kind of like the first shows that I was going to. So even though I was listening to fucking Silverstein and Under Oath and <laughs> shit like that, I was, you know, this were the shows that were available. So I would go and check them out. Me and my friends would go. And they just got so wild, man. I mean, it was just like beat down, like, you know, crowd killing. And, I, and I've never, at that point in my life, I've never seen something like that. So I was just like, whoa, like, holy shit, these guys are literally <laughs> fucking hardcore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's where I kind of started watching shows. And that, I mean, going to those type of shows, I mean, I, man, I remember, you know, that's where I was able to find bands like, you know, it's Butterns Black. You know, I, I don't know if you guys, if you remember this, uh, Wake in the cadaver they were just like extremely like deathcore like i mean it's just it's just insane but like that's how like, i kind of got introduced to like that heavy heavy you know type of music aside from fucking hawthorne heights and under oath and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good experience for me you gotta have a little bit of both yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta mix it together that's how you got metalcore in the <laughs> right probably, yeah maybe, definitely in the first place yeah <laughs> It's, uh, I was going to say, it's very much like the high school movie dance breakdown scene at every fucking 
metal show you know like <laughs> this is my moment like the whole crowd is watching me i'm gonna get in there and i'm gonna show my moves and it's like yeah and then all the like popular kids are clapping and they're like yeah you know the yeah. nerd's hot now they took off their glasses because they were gonna fucking break them in the pit it's like very much that that energy that happens and then that's why i find it so interesting that like the older we get it's the same people it's like no, that was my moment, man. That was I, I peaked in high school dance circles. It's like, like, oh God, you need to settle down, man. You are 40 years old. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, well, I never did it. But uh um, Yeah, the foreshadowing, I see. No, I was like, no, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be that high school kid, you know? I'm gonna be too I'm gonna be on the stage, you know. That's what I'm gonna be. <laughs> Yeah, that was my thought process at the time. And now I'm like, no, nah, never mind. I'll just hang out, you know, have a good time at the show. Which, I mean, we're also going to talk to uh, to Skylight Drive after this. So I'll ask the exact same question to them as I'm about to ask to you. Why um, aren't you coming to Chicago? Like, why? Yeah, the hell? Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know. You know how this i mean i thought we were just doing phase one and then you know my manager flew out to la to come see us and he's like check this out man and it's like phase two scholar to her i'm like oh shit you know badass and then, <laughs> so um so i was very happy about that and we'll see i mean it depends whether we'll you'll see us on phase three hopefully that'll kind of go back more to the midwest because this phase mm -hmm. two is kind of more you know east uh east uh coast where you know places like baltimore richmond virginia uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So that's, you know, where phase two is at. Um, but yeah, who knows? Phase three could, you know, move to the Midwest. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm, it has to be. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> we've we've been know. saying that about a couple of bands we've interviewed. And then it's like, oh, we're here for one acoustic set, but we're opening for somebody else. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm hoping funny. you you guys won't do an acoustic set. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that with Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> We love yeah. bringing that live energy. Lizzie will crowd kill to to acoustic music. <laughs> she will do it. I will do it. I have done it actually. Have you ever heard December's by Hawthorne Heights live? Oh, like, please stop, Lizzie. <laughs> it can be done if you believe in yourself and if everybody else believes too. Obviously, so. <laughs> We, we're, the the rest of this interview is an intervention for Lizzie's <laughs> violence in the pits to any song possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I obviously am very much hoping uh, that that Chicago we Chicago feels very like uh, I don't know, not that we're forgotten about, just like that the tourists don't come through here, and I'm like, hey, we live here what can we do like like a car salesman like what do i have to do to put you in a venue in chicago yeah. today? <laughs> you know i while you're talking i'm just thinking about it like man we haven't played chicago since like 2010 or 11. <laughs> so, <laughs> i mean jesus okay well i mean to be fair we did take you know like a four-year hiatus from the band yeah um, sure so, yeah um but yeah i mean even when we returned back in 2019 i don't remember playing chicago i remember driving through it and we drove through it to play in milwaukee <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I haven't played, you know, Chicago. That's the foreshadowing feeling. Like, I guess your guys are driving up to Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. It's not a long drive from here, but, you know, we don't want to make it if you're playing at, like, you know, a venue down the street, right? 
Have you guys, I mean, has there been uh, any kind of big concerts recently in the Chicago area or? Lizzie, you might be a better answer for that. Yeah. I mean, we've been getting some big acts. Like we got, um, anything off the top of my head. I know we're getting the Bad Omens tour. Oh, that's yeah. That's awesome. You guys um, both I did not get tickets. I'm very upset about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to personally fist fight Ticketmaster because it kicked me out of the queue. And oh, froze wow. Wow. I was Jeez. so upset. Um, but we got that tour, and I know that we're also getting, because we're in A market, we got that Under Oath and yes. um, nice. Better Lovers tour. So I know there's some markets that didn't get that. Or, like, I think Under Oath played in, like, Rockford, Illinois, which is really close to, okay. like, the Wisconsin border. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I know we're also getting... We have like in like other scenes, we have like the national that just came through another big one that didn't go everywhere. She's gonna crowd kill with that, too. <laughs> no, I saw the national at Lala once and it made me very sleepy. Yeah, I'm not so saying it's bad, it just made me sleepy. That's it, okay? <laughs> Lizzie's getting turned up at the national. That's what's happening. <laughs> um, Paramore is one that actually skipped us. Oh, wow. The closest they're playing is Milwaukee. So we thought originally they were going to play Lala because their tour ends the day before Lala starts here. So we're like, that makes sense. And I heard a bunch of rumors are like, yes, they're confirmed like headliners. I'm like, okay, you're going to make me go to Lala. Awesome to see Paramore and hope that they're on a day that it's, I want to go see anybody else. It, cool. And they're, they're not. <laughs> it's so weird. And that... then they never release anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that shows are going to milwaukee but they won't go through chicago like you know what i mean but i mean it seems like yeah. you guys are getting like the, the really big concerts which is you know really cool too so we get yeah we get the massive ones and then i i think the festival circuit just fucks a lot of it up with like because they have to like route around like a large festival yeah. and then they're like eh never mind we'll just skip chicago on this <laughs> run and it's like but do but you... I want to see you. Yeah. My, my thought is like, do you hate money? Because we're paying for the tickets. We want well, to go the to the show. We also yeah. thought Paramore was going to play Riot Fest after there was no Lala and then there was no Chicago date announced. Because wow. when they played Milwaukee, they finished playing and then they said, oh, when they're like, oh, hey, here's like another Milwaukee date. And I was like, wow. And then I'm like, well, I guess now I'm going to Milwaukee yeah. to see Paramore. <laughs> yeah, so... They got on that Taylor Swift show. They they didn't need us anymore. Yeah, they said, we're done with you guys. We're yeah. done with you, you fucking emo kids. <laughs> you know what? Fair. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I said that I wasn't bullying anyone in specific, but I will bully Paramore, and I will bully any band to get them into the Chicago area <laughs> so that we can actually see the fucking gig. Um <laughs> We have uh we have a few minutes left, so I want to make sure that we we do the plugs and and obviously we're 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 waiting on another interview after this. So we have a little bit of time, but not all of the time. So uh if there's any is there any thoughts in the chat, we can go ahead and maybe answer those uh for the last little bit here. Um so while you all type that out, uh yeah, why don't you let us know like all the plug, we'll just summarize it of like where they can get tickets to the second wave and and where they should follow you so they can know when the uh the new music is coming out. Awesome. Uh so yeah, as far as tickets go, uh, you know, you guys need to follow us on on Facebook, Scarlet O'Hara. Uh you can add our personals as well as well. Uh, you know, we all use our, our full names. 
so we were constantly, you know, posting the the ticket links on our, you know, statuses, like you know, on my Instagram. I have it just on the bio, uh, and the Scala Drive is is constantly, you know, putting out posts as well. So make sure make sure that you guys are following them. Uh, so yeah, anytime you see one of those posts, you know, those, you're gonna see that ticket link there. So uh, check it out if if you want. Let me actually just read it real quick, just so <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys can type it in. Uh, it's going to be a Scarlet Drive official.com slash tour dates. So that's definitely where you can get some tickets for the phase two part of this tour. And where you can also bully them to bring it to Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> I mean, we have we have fans that are listening on the East Coast, too. So, like, you know, there's 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 people out there who will definitely be enticed to go to the show now. However, we who are sitting here across from you digitally would also like Did, to go to the show. <laughs> so hopefully phase three, hopefully we're added to phase three. You know, like I said, you know, phase one went so well uh, that we're, we're more than happy to, you know, be on phase two and, you know, hopefully it'll continue. I don't, I can't tell you too much about the future because I, I don't have those, you know, those details <laughs> yet. Maybe a scholar drive might have them. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> We're uh, we're about to bully uh, bully them into making it happen. And, oh yes, <laughs> and keeping your keeping your name on that lineup. Uh, <laughs> I I think that's the only way to get things. Like I I literally talk about how people need to shut the fuck up on Twitter all the time. It's like, hey, stop just tweeting at people random shit. Like you don't know these people, and they you shouldn't just bully them. Uh, I think the alternative to that is get a podcast, establish yourself oh, no. enough so you can get the bands on the podcast, and then you can talk to them directly and say, hey, you should come to Chicago and play a show here. We'd like to see you. There you go. There you go. It's a long game. I'm playing the long game oh, of no. getting a podcast. Uh, I'm waiting to see if anybody posts anything in the chat. Most people have just talked shit about me talking about my cover band, including uh, the bassist of one of my cover bands. Oh, also talking shit about the cover band. What was your? So, what was the uh, name of that cover band? <sighs> um, you guys, I'm gonna look you guys. It's up okay on to say. It's okay to say it, Bessie. You guys came up with the name. I'll let you. Yeah, own. but I'm gonna go ahead and ask a question that actually came through in chat. Uh, <laughs> What what challenges do you have when creating a set list of old and new material? Um, yeah. So I mean that that is a good question. Man. That is a tough one because you know for the phase one, you know we kind of wanted to push the the new songs more. Uh, that's why we only had just a few from you know Lost in Existence. Um, you know, and then after you know after we finished the tour, you know, you know we had a, it's because you know we do have a, we do get a lot of feedback like you know fans like we're going crazy for lost in existence and you know you see him jumping in the crowd like when we announce that we're going to play it next or whatever and you know i mean that's always you know good to see and um so yeah i mean that you know getting that uh feedback from the audience you know we we're, we're the type of band that you know we go hang out at our merch tables we're talking to people we're thanking them for you know supporting us and you know we definitely our ears you know when whenever uh they want to speak up about something, you know, saying like, Hey, like I like the, you know, the new music a lot, but you know, if you guys could play a little bit more, you know, I had one guy uh, who was actually a friend of my mind on Facebook and he was just like, man, I guys, you know, I wanted to hear a little bit more of that Lost in Existence album. I was like, I get it, you know, but you know, we're <laughs> trying to push our new music. So there's definitely that, you know, you got to kind of balance that out. Uh, but, you know, on this next one, like I said, you know, we will be adding more songs from Lost in Existence uh, just because we, we see that, you know, so many people 
still come out to those shows to see, you know, these songs uh, like Lost in Existence or Welcome to the Birdio. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to keep asking questions. Uh, Way to future said we can go back as though I was going to just say, Oh, let me, let me interrupt their questions to tell you what the name of my cover band is. And I'm not going to do that. I'll I'll, I'll shout out the, I'll shout out the current one, which is taste of emo. And I fucking hate that name. And you know, it bridges. Cause I, yeah, you know it. Um, Yeah, it's fine. You know, we're doing what we have to do. Uh, anyway, Bridges, the bassist in that cover band, uh, what is your approach to writing drums? As someone who produces music, I struggle with writing drum parts and be able to approach it like a drummer. He is, again, a bassist. So you can talk all the shit you want to. <laughs> so uh, I definitely had a, a change in my style of drumming. You know, when these new songs come out, you know, you'll definitely hear it. Uh, but, you know, when I was younger, you know, 18, 19, you know, writing these drum parts, you know, I was just thinking like, you know, what, you know, what can I do to just sound the coolest and have the coolest parts that are going to, you know, catch people's attention. I mean, it, it was metacore, so it was kind of more fitting. Uh, but now that we're kind of expanding our sound, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, want the drums to just uh, complement, you know, the vocals, the guitars, you know, I want it to sound like, you know, just very nice and organized and uh, where it's just very easy to listen to um, as opposed to, how I wrote back then was just a lot of crazy shit going on and not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, now that we're, you know, we're writing stuff like, you know, with big choruses, uh, you know, really cool verses. And, you know, I just want my drums to complement, you know, the guitar, um, baseline, you know, whether it's a baseline guitar riff or, you know, even the vocals. Uh, so that's my approach to drumming now, um, going into the studio. That's good. As a vocalist, that's good. <laughs> I mean, it is like when you're when you're 18, 19 years old writing music, you're just like, I want to do as yeah. much as possible. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like why like, I like the idea behind Deathcore. I just hate how it sounds because it's just muddy and messy <laughs> with everybody doing that in it. It's like, no, write a song with it, too. Write a song. Like, we know you're good. We know you're talented. Uh, like, every producer I've ever worked with has been like, we know that you know how to play. Now we need to know that you can write a song with yeah, that talent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that, that, and that comes with, you know, with time, you know, writing and stuff like that. You kind of, you know, learn that. Um, <laughs> oh, my guys here. Checking me, checking me out right now. Um, and they're distracting me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm still, just because I'm complimenting, you know, the vocals or the guitars that, you know, I'm still going to do a drum fill, you know, you know, mm-hmm. double kicks, you know, I'm still adding these elements to my songs, uh, but just kind of toning it down to where, you know, it sounds good as a whole, as opposed to drummer going crazy and like, you know, the guitar just like fill in or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's compliments and it's a little bit of showing off, not three minutes of showing off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that, and I mean, that's when just, you're like on a tour, I'm sure that's easier too. Not playing like five minute drum solos every right. every set. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, you know, I'm not opposed to you know bands that are doing the the crazy stuff. But I mean, me personally, and, and our band as a whole, you know, we kind of focus on like you know, let's make a song. You know, not just random guitar parts that we're putting together, and you know, draws to you know, that's how we wrote. You know, when we were younger. Uh, that's the only way we knew how, but you know, you grow and you learn a lot. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's just my, our approach to it now. 
Well, cool. Uh, thank you for those questions. Um, yeah, we'll go ahead and we will, we'll, we'll wrap up the interview there. Um, yeah. Thank you, Arnie, for coming on the pod. Yeah. And, of course. Uh, everybody make sure you're following because uh, the music's coming out and, and yeah, the tour is going on. So you got to go to that and you got to, you got to buy tickets and you got to, Got to listen to the music. Bully them to come to your your state. Yeah, go online and bully Scarlett O'Hara. That's what we're gonna say. Get on, get on the internet. Fire up the Instagram machine and just start posting the the city you live in. Get on your Facebooks and start posting. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so go and check out all the socials and and follow and 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 support and and metalcore is back and uh, yeah, Arnie, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you so much, appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. I believe that it was worth five individual stars on your app of choice. Yeah. While you were listening to this and you're listening to Scarlett O'Hara's new music and you're, you're, you're doing all this stuff on whatever app you're on, all you got to do is drop five stars. It's not that hard. It really isn't, guys. It's just so easy and simple, so surprisingly. And simple. Uh, we, we very much appreciate it as well. It helps us get the, the word out about the club and it helps us get all these artists out there, you know? Scarlett yeah. O'Hara, a band from 10 years ago, 15 years hey, ago. Listen, like, yeah. there might be somebody listening who had no idea that this band existed or, or completely forgot this band existed because I saw the name and I said, oh, shit, I yeah. forgot they existed. And then I talked to my friends who definitely listened to them in the Skyler Drive very consistently. When I tell you that I was in high school for these bands, that is incorrect, by the way. I was definitely in college. No, I know you were because I'm we like, will, I was in high school for these bands. We will see you next tuesday with another episode of the emo social club podcast remember that we also broadcast over on emo social club.tv so you can catch the live streams of all of these over there for the most part and uh you should you should hang out and um we love you and from all of us here at the emo social club i'm brian and i'm lizzie goodbye